Steve Zakawani was never fun to stick up against. Was it for Zakawani? None is possible. It's Steve. It's Steve. <laughs> this is so weird. Steve Zakawani. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the first Winging It with Zakawani of 2019. Um, we had such a great time last year. So many of you I saw in the off-season, in person, and through social media. Just were kept asking, you know, when are we coming back? Well, here we are. Just a few days before the start of the 2019 season, the Sounders starting at home to FC Cincinnati, an expansion team. And as a Sounders celebrates 10 years in MLS, takes me back to when this club was an expansion team. I was obviously a part of that group, so we definitely know how Cincinnati is feeling. Seattle these days are so far removed from being an expansion team. Super sky-high, lofty expectations. We'll talk about that. We'll have Garth Lagerway joining us on the podcast, talk about the team's expectations. I will have my former teammate and now current FC Cincinnati assistant coach, Pa Modukar, to stop by briefly to give us an insight into the enemy's thinking so we can be ready for the weekend. And of course, we'll just preview the game, preview the season. And as usual, I'll talk, give my opinions. Most will be right, some will be wrong. And we'll go from there. We have to begin... With the game, the game at hand. Um, it's so hard to preview the first game of the season because you don't have any recent form to go off. You don't have, in terms of the team and also the players, you don't know who's playing well, who's not playing well. This guy hasn't scored in four games. This guy's on a hot streak. You just don't know. So you pretty much have to kind of go back to what you saw last season and then snippets of preseason, which usually doesn't tell the story performance-wise. But you can't even do that with FC Cincinnati because they were in the USL. So you go by their roster, the players they have, um, expansion teams historically. I remember playing against an expansion team here in 2010, Philadelphia Union, when they started the first game. And they, they, they walked into, in, into a trap. They came to CenturyLink. They were like a deer caught in headlights. They'd never seen a crowd like that. It was so loud. We were now experienced. We were the big brother. We were on fire. And, and we beat them. We beat them quite comfortably, actually. I think they got a red card in the first half as well. It didn't help. I would love for FC Cincinnati to be caught in the same situation where they're just not ready for the big stage because this is the big stage. No matter what's happening around the league right now, Seattle did start what we now see happening in Atlanta and other places where the fans are super into the game, the stage is so big. Um, and I hope Cincinnati walks into that. My fear is expansion teams are getting better. We've seen LAFC come into the league, Atlanta. Um, a lot of these teams now are doing it right. And that would be the fear that if Cincinnati has learned from Atlanta and LAFC, um, then it's going to be a big challenge. Remember, LAFC came into Century League last season for their first ever game, and they won. The Sounders won at full strength that day. I believe there may have been a Champions League game coming up. So there was some reason why a lot of the starting players didn't play. But Seattle was the much better team the much better team that day, and they lost the game. So three points, you always want to start the season with winning your first game. It sets you on the right path, gives you great confidence, and this Sounders team has the quality and ability to do that. At the very end of the podcast, I will give you my things to look out for this season, what I'm excited about. Um, people have asked me nonstop about Jordan Morris. Um, so I'll give my verdicts, what I think. When we return, Garth Lagerwey, 
will be joining me on the podcast. It's always great to hear from someone who's making decisions for this team that we all love and follow. So stay tuned. This is Steve Zakawani, winging it with Zakawani. Now moving forward, anything in this last week to work on uh, before FC Cincinnati comes to town? Yeah, lots of things. We're obviously scouting them right now, trying to get a, a, a tactical game plan uh, for some of their strengths. And then obviously fine-tuning the things that we want to do because we'll be at the home team and you know, we'll be on the front foot then. Right now, I'm joined on the podcast by Sounders GM and president of Sock Operations, correct? Yes. Go off so, so I don't know what your title is, but this is, you don't need introduction. So <laughs> um, it's a longer off-season for you this year. Yep. The last two have been short, obviously. Um, so I want to know what the benefits of it was, but also if there was any downside to a longer off-season. Yeah, look, I mean, I think the the six-week off-season two in a row yeah. um, really made things difficult for us. I mean, just from a recovery standpoint for our guys, just yeah. trying to trying to, to unwind mentally and physically uh, and then be ready to play like in a Champions League game, like coming back, which is a super intense game, lots of travel, et cetera. Yeah. And obviously you saw that in the injuries and all that stuff we had last year. Um, so I think this was a, a real blessing to have three months this time. Um, you know, and it's funny, uh, I was joking about this the other day when you and I were doing uh, the YachtCon Nights thing, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I think it's uh, three months has now given us enough time to begin trying to find things to worry about, uh, <laughs> yeah. and now it's ready to, we're ready to start playing some real games. So, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing ever perfect, and, and, and we're always coming out of a, a long preseason. It's always the same. You're rather, yeah, ready to kick somebody else instead of kick your teammates, and yeah. hopefully we can start uh, doing that against Cincinnati. We want to look forward, but let's look back quickly, so... Terrible start to the season, then a historic run to end the season. How do you view the season as a whole when you look back now, 2018? I try to take just like the longer view. And, and so w- the metric we've been using pretty commonly is to say, hey, from July 1, 2017, uh, till through all of 18. So now you get the highs and the lows yeah. and the highs and everything. And, and so rather than looking at one hot streak, look at the whole thing. Um, and you say, all right, well, 1.8 points per game over that 18 months, you know, and that accounts for the period of bad injuries and op- yeah. uh, accounts for guys coming in and out of form and different players well and playing well and playing poorly. And um, when you look at that bigger sample and you say, all right, what's 1.8 mean? That means, all right, 60 points per season. Okay, that's that's pretty good. And, yeah. and the July date is significant to us as well in the sense of we, we basically rebuilt the team after we won in 16. You know, we changed 11 players. Uh, and, you know, we said we got we felt like we got nine of them more or less right um, but we missed on right back we missed at left wing and, and in that July period we signed Victor Rodriguez for left wing and Kelvin Lairdham for right back and um, so since the the rebuild was complete you know we feel like we've played at a pretty consistently high level and, and uh, consistent doesn't mean that you don't have patches of 5 and 10 games or 15 yeah. games that are that are less good but um, hopefully uh, that gives us some confidence going into this season When you look at a team like the Sounders uh, just even on paper Rui Diaz Nico Lodero Victor Rodriguez Jordan Morris there's a lot of quality on the team how important is it for this team this season to try and put together a 34 game season or do you almost have to play the MLS game of trying to peak for the playoffs? I think it's a little both. I mean, I, I know our fans are, are tired of watching us start slow, and, and yeah. I've, 
you know, been pretty adamant that there's been different reasons each time, you know, from 16 to 17 to 18, and they kind of all had a purpose in the grand scheme of things. But, but look, we want to play a whole season. We want to play well. We'd love to have no drama. We'd love to have it, you know, be a little bit more calm. You know, we had a bunch of veterans come in last year and say they're tired. Yeah. Guys that are rocks, you know, that are stalwarts. And when you got to listen to them and say, okay, well, you know, how do we make this a little easier on them? And these are not guys that are complainers and stuff. So, well, we want, we want to have a normal season this year, right? a normally consistent season. And um, we have the ability to add uh, one or two pieces over the course of the season. And, again, if your starting point is the team's pretty solid, then you want to be conservative with those additions and, and add them as needed, you know, for whether for an injury yeah. or for form or for maybe you wind up in a different formation than you expect. I mean, these are all things that happen. So um, that's why we've been a little bit more uh, maybe slow in making some moves in the off season. But um, the, the the second part you asked about, though, is we, yeah, we have to peak for the playoffs. Like, that's the business. We're here We're here to win rings yeah. and, and win MLS Cups. And, um, you know, we've, we, uh, we haven't won since 16. So let's yeah. go win it this year. Alonso's gone, but Rudia's full season. Brad Smith's here to start the season, and Jordan Morris is back. How do yourself and the coaching staff feel just when you look at the roster and you look ahead to the season? Do you feel pretty good about what you have? We we do. I mean, and look, I also am mindful that probably every GM in the league is, would sit here and tell you the same thing, yeah. right? That he feels pretty good about his team this time. Uh, it's easy to it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I've done an excellent job, Steve. Yeah. Don't you see it? <laughs> um, you know, and the proof will be in the pudding when the team goes out and plays. And and you know, the, you mentioned uh, three factors. You know, and, and I I would put in add to that. You know Christian Roland playing in what we think is his best position as yeah. a, as an eight. Um, that maybe we get better at two spots with Jordan coming back. Yeah. Where I thought Christian was very good as a wing, but that speed element we've seen in preseason yeah. um, just forces team to uh, to react and adjust. And, yeah. and you know as a fast player yourself, you yeah. know how much impact you can have on yeah. the rest of the game and the team. So um, you know if we're better in those two spots, then hopefully um, you know we get another year of development out of New Who, and um, we got some of these young kids coming through. That that again we don't expect necessarily to make an impact. But, you know, can a Hinwala Buana um, come in, you know, on a normal basis for 15 minutes and be super disruptive, yeah. you know, and, and really help you in late in the game when you need something? Yeah. Can a Roman Torres rotate in as your third center back and, and you know, take the pressure off Kim or, or Marshall or something like that? So, um, you know, we got, we got choices and we got options and we feel good about that. And, um, you know, if you look at what Atlanta did, right, I mean, everybody's a copycat league. We all look at, you know, the best yeah. team last year and Atlanta was the best team and, um, you know, I think they they get a lot of attention for their DPs, rightfully yeah. so. They yeah. spent they spent a lot of money on those guys, but you know, I put our DPs up with with anybody. I think Ladero and Rodriguez are, are two of the best players in the league, um, and we have Victor Rodriguez, who, who's been very good in the preseason as our yeah. third DP right now. Um, yeah, but if you look at those, they basically played with 16 guys. Yeah. You know, if you go yeah. past player 16, you had players playing less than 500 minutes in a whole season. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're talking, you know, fewer than, you know, it's, what's that, five starts-ish. Yeah. Um, and so if you look at not just our 11, but if you look at our 16 and some of those guys I mentioned, the Torres, the Nuhu, yeah. uh, the Harry Ship, the yeah. Will Bruin, um, you know, Jordy Delem, uh, you know, let's see what Saad is uh, yeah. once he gets settled and all that stuff. And uh, I never want to forget my stalwarts like Brian Meredith in the back there too. <laughs> yeah. But but you get the idea that, that at the very least we have guys that are that are proven that have done it. Uh, and Walla Buana, we, we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. so you have some choices. And, yeah. and can you get better and will everything work? I mean, everything, will everything work? Of course not. Yeah. Do you have some options? Yes. Um, and so we're settled. And it um, doesn't mean we should, we should settle or we'll be 
the same, but but uh, you know I think we have a pretty good platform. And um, I was joking with folks the other day, Steve, that uh, last year I think we outshot. Uh, we played an expansion team in our first game, and I think we outshot them twenty to two. Yeah. Is my is my memory? Yeah. And people don't remember the game that positively. But yeah. but if you look at how we played yeah. and the fact that we played with half a team, yeah. uh, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. And now this year we have our full team. Yeah. We have three months of rest as opposed to six weeks of rest. Yeah. And don't be wrong, Cincinnati, they're going to be really hard to break down. They're going to be really hard to play against. But hopefully we have a group that, that's up to that task. Yeah. The last one I want to ask you is this. MLS is changing for sure from when I played to now. You mentioned that Atlanta is spending money. People are buying DPs. Um, you mentioned that you, know, you have the ability to maybe add one, maybe two players. Um, how hard is it now to compete in that market with other MLS teams when teams like Atlanta will go and just buy whoever they need to buy? How hard is that now? You know what I, I've found, Steve. When you look at you know, there's a hundred leagues in the world. You know, of which probably twenty, twenty five are buy-in players yeah. at that level. That you know, there's 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 just there's so many players in the whole world. You know, that's a big that's a big scale. So I, I don't worry as much about what other MLS teams are doing. I think yeah. our competition oftentimes is from clubs outside the league. Um, so uh, you know, look, it, it's a good marker, right? I mean, is is are the Galaxy doing something innovative that we haven't thought about? Atlanta, Toronto, right. New York, LAFC, like it's great. Like the the league's getting better, mm-hmm. and and people are doing things and trying new things. And um, you know, we have a CSO group, a Chief Soccer Officer group, and we yeah. get together a couple times a year. And, and uh, I try to do as much listening as I can because because yeah. people are thinking of stuff all the time. And um, you know, our neighbors down the road have had a pretty good uh, track record in Portland yeah. as well. So. Um, I think it's all about trying to, to continuously evolve and, and stay ahead. And, you know, we've got, for me, one of the best scouts and uh, sport, our sporting director, Chris Henderson, and, yeah. and one of the best data guys and Robbie. And, and uh, we'll continue to put those guys to good effect and keep looking for players and um, try to make ourselves better. Love it. Garth, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you, Steve. Always. That was Garth Lagaway, Sounders, GM and President of Soccer Operations joining me there previewing the season, talking about the team. He feels pretty good about it, as do I. When we return, I'll be joined by FC Cincinnati assistant coach Palmer Ducard to give us more of an insight into the expansion team coming to Century League this weekend. I'm now joined on the podcast by my really good friend, a former teammate of mine, actually, and a guy who's played all over the world. And now he finds himself as an assistant coach at FC Cincinnati, who come to town this weekend. Pa Moduka, Jamie on the podcast. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing very well, brother. How are you? Good, good. So we haven't seen much of Cincinnati here in Seattle, obviously. We're focused on the Sounders, but we're playing you on Saturday. So um, tell us how... As a co- from the coaching perspective, how has preseason gone? You know, us us being a new team, you know, it's we have uh, different pieces joining the new team. But the most part is we've had also players that actually do have uh, MLS experience. Yeah. That kind of help us a lot because um, that's what you're going to need in MLS, especially being an expansion team. Yeah. With the likes of uh, Kendall Watson, the likes of uh, Adi, yeah. Alvis Powell, Victor Uyola, and uh, Eric Eric Alexander. So yeah. that kind of helps you in the terms of the players that you need in there. So for us, the pieces have been good. It's all about getting them gel, gelling together and yeah. uh, performing as a team. So we're very much looking forward to the 
to the challenge preseason has gone okay, you know. So, for obviously, you know, for any team to be successful, you need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. Me and you, we both played with Adi. We know him well. How important is it to have a player who's proven in MLS like Adi leading your line? Uh, it's going to be vital because, again, like I said, with the experience that he has scoring over 50 goals for Portland, for Portland you know, like you said, we both play with him. We know what um, yeah. what he can do. And now is do we have the surrounding pieces around him also to make him successful, you know, with uh, with with... With us now, we have players like Kikuta, Lama, who are very good one we want players, you yeah. know, who can create something and and feed the big man. And when you feed the big man, you know, it's just like a happy camper. Yeah. And when he's happy, you know, goals will come in. So, like, we have a very solid team. And honestly, I'm I'm not afraid to go in any any arena, you know, and, what, what, and come out what, with a victory. What, what are you expecting from Seattle? What do you guys, have you guys prepared? What do you expect from the Sounders team? Well, you know, the Sounders team is a very experienced team, you know, they've been uh, MLS champion and uh, MLS finalist for the past three years, so that says a lot about their team, you know, they know when to turn it up, but we all know that they're normally not a team that starts great every year, but yeah. knowing that last year they lost to LAFC in their home opener, you know, this time this year will be a little bit different because yeah, they're, they're bringing the same back uh, yeah. squad. The only the only player they'll miss is Ossi Alonso, who has been you know a rock for the Sounders for over the past ten years, and for me, in my opinion, one of the greatest defensive midfielders the league ever had. Yeah. So I think also maybe losing him might be a big factor, but that also allow other players to step out of uh, the shadow and uh, and be a leader in those terms. But yeah, Seattle is always a tough battle, but a stadium that I relish. Playing in, to be fair. Yeah. I have good memories, very fun memories. <laughs> the last I question. Don't know if you remember. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember when we beat you guys uh, in the in the semifinals. You remember that one? I, huh? I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know you remember. But don't forget the two goals that I put in there as well. You know, the two goals. No. Uh, all right. The, the last question I want to ask you is this. You've seen some expansion teams like LAFC, Atlanta, they have good seasons, they mm-hmm. figure it out, they make playoffs. Yeah. Other ones, maybe Orlando, Minnesota, it takes some more time. Um, what would be a good season for Cincinnati? If you're looking back in November, you look back, what would make you happy as a coach and say this was a good season for us? You know, obviously making the playoffs is always a goal that for me, every team in MLS has. But to make it that becomes the question. So when I look at our team, you know, it's for us, obviously, we we want to make playoffs. But, you know, it's, you never know in MLS. But again, we are an expansion team. And if we get the games rolling, you know, there will be games that we're capable of winning. But I think an overall success is that you make the playoffs in the if you're looking at sporting-wise, but otherwise is to see how much the cro- the club has grown. Because people should not forget this club just was rebuilt three years ago. Yeah. So now so now to be in MLS and for everybody, for the city of Cincinnati to be in MLS and achieve so much they have achieved for the past three years, I think that itself is a success. But obviously for us professionals, you know, whether you're a player or coach, obviously making the playoffs yeah. is what you want, is what you relish. So I think we shouldn't shy away from saying that, yeah, making playoffs is something that we want to achieve, which we can do because the type of players we have in the team. Yeah. 
you know, we have very good, solid MLS players in the team with a little bit of mix of new players, young and hungry. So for us, I think making playoffs will be a good season. Good. Pa, always a pleasure, man. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend. That was Pa Madupa, an assistant coach with FC Cincinnati now, former Timbers and Whitecaps player in this league. Um, joining me when we return previewing what I'm excited about for the Sounders not only this weekend but the whole season ahead I'll give you my opinions I've heard yours and I'll give you a hint he's fast he's back from injury and we should all be excited to see him in Rave Green once again stay tuned this is Winging It with Zach Warner it was a really long year a lot of tough times, so um, that's kind of what I was dreaming about through through the downs last year. Was come back on the field and here in the crowd and being back um, playing at home. I love playing at this stadium. So even just to get a you know a little run out today was it was amazing because it felt like a really long time. Welcome back. I'm Steve Zakawani, still here. So let's look ahead to the Sounders. Not only this game coming up, but the season ahead. Real quickly, let me tell you what I'm excited about. So, you know, or you may not know, I'm a big fan of Osvaldo Alonso. Not only as a player, but as a person. He's a very, very good friend of mine. Um, he's someone who, you know, from day one, back when we were playing together, I was very close to in the locker room and on the pitch. We had a fantastic understanding. We would talk often during training, during games about different things we could do. I've watched him evolve here in this city, really become um, the linchpin of the team. You cannot make a case, in my opinion, for anyone else to be the best player of the Sounders MLS era than Osvaldo Alonso. You've had other guys, one or two I can think of, who can push him, but they weren't here long enough and they didn't do it for 10 years or nine years, whatever Osvaldo did it for. So he's gone. That's a massive miss. You cannot replace him. Believe me. And I don't think the Sounders are going to try. So I've been pleased that a lot of the verbiage coming out from the team, whether it's Brian Schmetzer or, or Garth, they're not talking about replacing Alonso because it will be futile. You can't do that. You're not going to find a guy who breaks down the other team's play in that way and also is your best builder of your attack. They don't exist. He's a once-in-a-lifetime player. We are very lucky to have him. He's not here. We have to accept that and we have to move on. It does, however, give the opportunity, and primarily I'm looking at Christian Rodan, to step up and become the man. And the opportunity is there if he wants it. Christian's going to play more central this year. Christian is not Alonso, but Christian is Christian. And Christian, his ceiling is extremely high. I feel almost bad saying this because Christian's been nothing short of exceptional since coming into the team. Nothing short of fantastic since breaking in and becoming a, a key player on the team. A guy who, who, who's in line to be captain of this club one day. But I still think he can get better. I still think there's so much room for growth that it's scary. He's a guy who for sure can play in other leagues. Who for sure can become a dominant player on the national team. The room for growth is there. And you think about how much he's grown already, how good he already is. Yeah, it's scary to think about. But if ever there was an opportunity for him to make this team his, in his own way, just like Alonso did it in his own way, Christian can do it in his own way. He's learned from Alonso. He's learned from Gonzalo Pineda. He's not shy about admitting that. 
He's added bits from their games, mixed it in, blended it with his game. And now we've got the product that we have, but it's far from the finished product. So I still think we have so much, so much to expect from Christian. And I think this is the season where he really can take an even bigger step forward and make us forget the Cuban sensation just a little bit less. We're never going to forget him. We're going to remember him. But just a little bit less. And then, by the way, when Seattle plays Minnesota, Christian versus Aussie, that's a matchup that's going to be worth tuning into. And we'll get to that, obviously, when that game comes. But I'm excited about Christian. Excited about Jordan Morris. Let's talk about Jordan Morris. Out for a year. It's not easy. The year he had before that was in his best year. So he played his best football two seasons ago. That's fair. That's not a criticism. It's fair. However, when you look at the factors that Jordan was dealing with, he had like three or four long seasons in a row. That was from college, getting to the final twice, um, with the Sounders getting to the final two times, national team, he's playing Gold Cup. The kid never had a break. He never had a break. And I'm not talking physically only. More importantly, mentally, emotionally. He never had a chance to plug away and move away from the pressure and expectations and to just forget about football for a second and relax. He's had that time now through unfortunate circumstances, but he has had that time. Have you seen his interviews? Have you seen him around training? Have you seen the footage? He looks new, rejuvenated, excited, which is what we need. I'm not going to put too much stock into preseason. There were games he didn't play well. There were games he played very well. It doesn't matter. What matters is that Jordan's healthy, happy, and ready to go. And I caution the fan base, I caution myself, I caution the listeners, be patient. At the best of times, you're not playing your best football until May or June. It takes a while to get going. Now, coming off an ACL injury, it may take even longer. Now, learning a new position again, He's probably going to be on the wing for the most part. Barring any unforeseen circumstances, it can take a while. So let's be patient with Jordan. But I completely expect him to reach the form he showed in his first year, if not better, once he gets going. When he gets going, that's the question. We don't know. But you should be excited. I'm excited. I know Jordan is excited. He has talents that you cannot coach, you cannot teach that this team does not have outside of him. I'm talking pace. And he seems to have added to his game that when he gets in that final third, the ability to slow the game down for a second, look up and play a pass. He seems to have added that now. And that should excite all of us. So Christian and Jordan, I know they're friends as well, but that's actually the two that I'm most excited about this year. And I'll throw in a little nugget for Brad Smith. I think seeing him with a full preseason with the lads, um, being here from the start, can only be a good thing as well. Sounders versus Cincinnati this weekend, 7 p.m. at CenturyLink Field. Make sure you're there supporting the boys. It's the first game of the season. It's always nice to start with a win. And it's always nice when we can celebrate together. Hopefully that's the case this weekend. I'll be back next week recapping the Sounders three points, hopefully. I'm winging it with Zachwani. This is the first of the year. I'm not in preseason form. I'm in mid-season form. Um, and I'll see you next week.